Okay, babes, it's Kayla Craft with the Mommy Millionaire Podcast. I'm a mom of three littles, ER nurse turned self-made millionaire and lifestyle entrepreneur. I am bringing you inspiring stories, business and mindset tips to help you be shameless in pursuing your ambitions. Hey, Mommy Millionaires, welcome to the special edition of Crafting in Chaos. Today is Chase and I, ours, how do you even say that? 11 year <laughs> anniversary. Okay. We're going to be teaching you guys the 11 lessons we've learned in 11 years of marriage. So stay tuned for that. First, I want to remind you guys that tickets are available for Mommy Millionaire Live. You guys are not going to want to miss the amazing speakers I have coming in. I just announced Sonia Hatter, who uh, has built an amazing, amazing company called Thrive Make Your Money Matter with her husband, Cole Hatter. And she's going to be coming to teach all about how to build a community and really make massive, amazing, huge connections. She's going to teach you the secrets on how to do that. Um, so that's just one speaker. I'm going to keep highlighting all the speakers. Head over to mommymillionaire.co and grab your tickets today because we are selling out quickly. I cannot wait, wait, wait to see you guys there. So let's dig into today's episode. Hi, Chase. Welcome. Hey, hey. I, everybody laughs when you say, hey, hey. They say yeah. it makes them smile. I don't know how else to like intro myself. Like, yeah. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Should we get you a media coach? Uh, maybe. Actually, I think that probably is a good idea. <laughs> so you guys, I'm drinking my celery juice right now because I started a 28-day cleanse a couple days ago. Well, actually, it's been a week now. And I feel way better off of caffeine. And the reason why I did it was because I was just so tired all the time. You guys have kind of heard my health journey over the last year. I've just been extremely exhausted. And I read this book by Anthony Williams, which I'm reaching out to him right now. I'm in talks with his team to get him on my podcast because he's a genius. He's known as the medical medium. And he talks all about how most people have Epstein-Barr virus and they didn't even know it. And I literally every single symptom that is caused by that is what I have. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. It's 28 day cleanse. So all raw fruits and veggies. And it's, it's been a little tough. I cheated once or twice or three times, <laughs> but Hey, you know what? Who's counting? Cause I feel, I'm feeling good. So it's I working. cheated after two hours. Yeah. You didn't, you're not even on the cleanse. <laughs> you're not even on the cleanse. I just like drinking the, the fruit smoothies. Those are good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it does feel weird to drink, to eat a lot of fruit because I have never been one to eat fruit, especially bananas. I don't really like bananas. And he calls for so much bananas in the cleanse. It's yeah. crazy. So it's definitely changing my way of thinking about food. I'm all about that. Again, I feel like I'm always constantly growing in my health journey. I just made a bomb uh, spinach, banana, and a little bit of peanut butter in there. It was really good. Okay, well, you just failed the cleanse. <laughs> oh, by adding peanut I'm not butter. supposed to have peanut butter? No. Oh. Peanuts well, are peanut butter not good, good for you. No. What am I supposed to have? Almonds? Almond all right. Butter? So today is our 11-year <laughs> anniversary. And so funny because Chase and I got married basically one year and two months after we first met. And, um, so it was very quick. I was 21 and you were 19. Yeah. You had just turned 19 when we got married and we spent, what was our budget? It was about 500 bucks for the wedding or just life. 
or just life. I know, right? It was a very low budget. Yeah. I was making $15 an hour at that time. And I was making... Zero. No, I was making $20 an hour, but I only worked part-time because I was in nursing school. Remember? Yeah. That was when I, I worked at the hospital and I would go in as a nurse intern. And I made $12 an hour as a nurse intern, but then I would also staff the hospital. So I would go in at 4 a.m., five days a week and staff the hospital. I'd only be there until like eight o'clock. Yeah. It'd be like from four to eight, you know? And it was, oh gosh, that was so tiring. Yeah. So tired. And I, but I would just wake up to your texts before we got married and you'd be like, good morning, babe. I love you. I hope you have an amazing day. <laughs> As I was heading to work at 4.30. No, earlier than that. 3.30. Yeah. Yep. I had to be at we work were... at 5.30 and it was like an hour away. That's hard yeah. work. I'll tell you what. They, people think that entrepreneurship is hard work. That kind of stuff is hard work. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Getting yep. up early like that and doing this stuff. Oh, but you know what? I'm so thankful because I learned so many things yep. from working those jobs. And I learned so much from getting married to you. So that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. We got married on our wedding day. We basically fought the entire time <laughs> because my mom was, my mom was angry. My car broke down. Yeah. I mean, you name it. It was just coming The flowers that we bought were. Oh yeah. The flowers. I had this genius idea. I found this florist that said she would do all my flowers for five for $250 yeah. for $250. And everybody said, that's a bad idea. Kayla. That's a bad <laughs> idea. She showed up and no joke. The, the like peony was like wilted over and it was like one peony for the flower girls and the bridesmaids to hold. And, well, mine, and they're fake. mine, yeah. My bouquet had butterflies in it. Yeah. It was disastrous. Let so, me just say that it, it holds pretty true that you get what you pay for. <laughs> it does. I mean, hey, is, oh, so do we have 12 lessons? actually because that's really true that's less than 12 you get what you pay for (laughs) yeah so i mean our wedding day i feel like i feel like our wedding day wasn't like the most magical yeah well it was it was was pre-pinterest it was it was pre-pinterest and we were broke so it was like our wedding day looked like like senior prom with the neon colors wait hold on then on our honeymoon then on our honeymoon we leave the next day to go to Jamaica because his parents said, we'll help you with the wedding or we'll pay for your honeymoon. And we were just like, honeymoon? Like, we don't care about the wedding. Yeah. We care about going on a cool honeymoon. And so they sent, they spent a couple thousand bucks to send us to Sandals in Jamaica. It was awesome. It was awesome. And, but there was just this whole disaster even getting there. It was yeah. just, it was crazy. You know, we missed flights, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so mom, I feel her like- Her mom gave me a Percocet <laughs> before we boarded the flight. You're going to make you sound like you're a pill popper. You didn't even know what a Percocet no, was. My mom, was, of course, has the Percocet. Like my, my, my experience of flying as a teenage boy and being a, a larger teenage boy was that flying was very uncomfortable. And I was very worried about flying six hours or however long it took to Jamaica. So your mom on her way was like, oh, take this. This will help you sleep. And I took it right before we boarded the flight. And I knocked out cold for four hours. And when I woke up, I was in, I was literally just like soaking wet, sweating because we had not left the tarmac because the plane was having some maintenance issues. We sat there for four hours and I wasted my Percocet on. You wasted it. Oh my gosh. I still can't believe that. I totally forgot. My mom <laughs> then we slept that. in the terminal to hop on a different. Yeah. It was just a mess. Well, the reason why we're sharing this is because our marriage just, I mean, it got off to a very, very yeah. rough start. Yeah. Very rough start. Okay. We, our, our whole life and marriage has been, we call them craft events. And that's, 
It's like a, it's like a craft yeah. curse. Like all my, my, my parents, my sister now, and her husband have the craft events. Like no matter what happens, something is going to happen at any point in time. That's going to just derail all the plans and everything. I feel like you saying that is like almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy though. <laughs> Because like I, know, I, I feel like start. we kind of on honestly I feel like you kind of look forward to it. Well, like, they're kind of fun. Kind of I mean, fun it, to it, have it a makes, chaotic. It event. makes me have to think on the fly. It's... Oh god. So well, let's go into a more serious now. All right. So. Uh, so eleven lessons or eleven what are we calling it? Eleven things that we've learned mm-hmm. over the last eleven years. Yeah, and I would say year one just to get real serious really quick, actually, <laughs> we didn't plan Man, this. All right, let's go. But year one was I had a miscarriage. Yep. And that was really hard. But I feel like when most people have miscarriages, you're unable, like people don't look at it as the, a death. Like they don't treat it like anything. I had to have the surgery and everything. And I just remember feeling like, super alone, but I didn't like convey that hurt, that communication, like with you at all. And so I think the lesson I learned there, like looking back on like mis- the miscarriage is like, um, you have to really be clear on what kind of support you need from people. Hmm. And so that was a great lesson I learned because I felt so alone. I remember going and having surgery. My dad was in the waiting, waiting room. My mom was, you were working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. You were also 19. Yeah. You were young. So, yeah. you know, but and I was, it was coaching football at that you time. You were coaching football. Like your priorities were totally out yeah, of whack. They were jacked. They were jacked up. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, anyways, that's one thing I did learn though, is like, you have to be like super clear. Like if you're like, I'm having surgery and I need you to feed me ice cream mm-hmm. for at least eight hours afterwards, like tell people what you want from them. Cause otherwise you're always going to be disappointed. You know, so like, I think we have expectations and that's one thing I learned is like, when you have expectations, you're always going to be disappointed. And if you want to have expectations, communicate them clearly. Like I expect this from you. And if they agree to it, then you hold them to it. Mm -hmm. Especially you women with your men, we are big, dumb animals. We need (laughs) as much direction as possible. So, cause I don't, I, I mean, granted I was 19. I didn't like even know I was. I lived in my parents' house until we got married. I only had to worry about myself and myself only. And so like innately, I was super selfish. And so it was like, we had to go through that. Like, oh, you went and got food for yourself on your way home, but you didn't call me and ask me if I wanted something to eat too. You know, it's <laughs> like just my brain just, I was 19 years old. I was, I was still a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so my brain was just always thinking about myself. So that's like been a, a big journey for me mm-hmm. to, to work through. So I think was that, that one of our, was yeah. that one of our 11s? Okay. And I think the second lesson that we've learned is to be patient with one another through their highs and lows. Hmm. Yeah. I feel that's like huge. I mean, what were you saying? I was just saying that's, that's really like, that's been one of the huge lessons that Kayla and I have learned and we're still working on is having grace through, through times when you don't feel like you're like you're growing together or you don't feel like you're running on the same train track, Mm -hmm. you know, 
And that comes in highs and lows. Like some, sometimes, you know, we, nobody grows together, like at the same speed, at the same rate, at the same time, you know, everyone has their different waves of growth that they're going through. And sometimes, you know, like, and we've learned sometimes I'm really high and I'm growing and learning and, and, and you're, and, I'm like, and you're not, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like ready to, Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Like what, are, you know, and you're like, no, I don't, I want to shut off. Like, I don't want to hear anything. I'm kind of at a low vibration right now. And then there's other times where you're really high and I'm low. And we have to, we, at first, you know, obviously a lot of you guys know our story and the fact that it took me quite a few years to even come to the point where I valued growth. Um, so Kayla had to really be patient in those times where she was going through two, three years of massive growth. And I was just stagnant and not only stagnant, but resistant towards any of it, um, and negative. But now we're kind of in this rhythm where, you know, we're just, we're just graceful with each other when, when, one of us is really feeling like we're just having massive growth and we're just eating it up. And then the other one is, is not that way. We're just grace, having grace with them and knowing that, that we're not always going to be growing at the same rate at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it is practicing patience with anybody in your life too. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing that if you're on a high right now, you can't expect everybody else to be on the high too. But if you are on the high, like you're in momentum. So go and find other people that are moving and shaking too. So you can, so you can say, lift it up. And I think that's like really, really important because otherwise you will get angry at your partner or at your friends because you want them to grow the same. But if you have other people that you can get support from and, you know, be high together, I guess that sounds bad, but (laughs) not that that kind of high. Is that? Yeah. Like be like, you know, in momentum and like, be like excited about life, you know? And like make sure you have those people in your life. Yeah. And just and just when you look at somebody and they're you know, you're having a conversation with them. We 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 have this this happen to us all the time where we have family or friends that haven't gone through the mindset work that we've gone through and it's quick for us to like judge them of, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're, you know, have such a such a low money mindset." And we have to really practice not only with each other but with other people of going, okay, you know, they haven't done the work that we have, you know, we've done a lot of work on our money mindset and they've done zero. So we can't judge them or, you know, think ill of them because they haven't gone through that work. So, mm-hmm. and that's one really good thing to practice with your spouse as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it just brought to mind a couple of weeks ago, I had a real low, I was having a very low week and it was with when the kids were in Bakersfield mm-hmm. for a week. And I was having all this I guess you could say family drama on my side. And I mean, I was just crying every day. You couldn't obviously see it on social media, but I just totally forgot we were on camera. (laughs) So, but anyways, you couldn't see it on social media, but I mean, Chase was very energized that week. He was like moving and shaking because we're starting like this new branch of the company and he's like super excited. But I think like you were very patient with me. I was like very thankful. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're growing so much because he didn't like, he wasn't angry with me. You were just like loving and just kind of like, it's okay. Like, you know, go lay in bed if you want to. I was like, thank you. Like I needed that. You know, I needed like permission from you to like, just like literally lay in bed for five days because I like couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. Why are you smiling (laughs) like that? I'm not. I'm just agreeing. Yeah. All right. So 
What's the next lesson? Don't be afraid of having tough conversations. Oh gosh. One of one of my best friends, Chris Harder, always says that your net worth is determined on the amount of tough conversations that you're willing to have. I think I got that right. Yeah. Um, you say that all the time. Yeah. So like that that's been a really big lesson that we've had to learn not only not only with each other in marriage, but also with Everything. business partners, yeah. employees, family. Man, it's it's such a weight that's lifted off when you're willing to just have Talk about that, the elephant in the room. Yeah, have that tough conversation because everyone's wanting to have it. Like everyone wants to move past it. Everyone wants to, you know, make up or at least just get it off your chest of like, hey, I communicated what I wanted to communicate and I'm at peace with myself and the fact that I did what I needed to do to have that converse- conversation. And where it goes from here, I don't know. It, and it might be up to the, uh, the other person to reciprocate, you know, some forgiveness or whatever it is or, you know, but just having the peace in yourself that you were willing to have that conversation and the growth that happens in yourself too, that, you know, m- maybe it's you're facing a fear or you don't know, to ha- know how to communicate your thoughts or your feelings, but just have, being able to have those types of conversations. Um, especially in marriage is huge because harboring that inward feeling of, you know, whether it be resentment or, you know, you're, you felt hurt by something or just harboring that inside is only going to do more damage for yourself than it is, you know, anything else. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think especially in a marriage, it's just huge to be able to just, you know, that this is the person that we're supposed to love the most. This is this person that we're supposed to feel the most comfortable with. And if you're not willing to have tough conversations with, or willing to have any sort of conversation with that might be hard is only going to do more harm on you than it is you and your marriage, you know, than it is going to be to that person um, that you're trying to have a hard conversation with. So. So the next one is find ways to dream together. I feel like when we go to the beach, mm-hmm. even though we live at the beach, but when we're on the sand and in the ocean, we always dream. Yeah. I think too, because we want an oceanfront home, but it makes it easy. But like find little moments and constantly stay plugged into them. We also will walk in our new house that hopefully won't be here for much longer. Um <laughs> We're we're trying to rent it out. We've been in here for five months. So anyways, it's two miles from the beach. So we'll walk down to the beach. And I feel like those walks are our favorite. Yeah. Or my favorite. No, they're mine too. We just, we talk about all these things. We just like put it out there. Just like, if this would be so cool when this happens, you know, that's how we talk. And I remember talking like that, even when we first got married. Yeah. Just like, gosh, wouldn't it be cool to own your grandpa's house one day? And then three years later we buy it. Yeah. We were manifesting everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we always have, we haven't always been able to dream like that together, which, you know, which goes back to being patient with each other, going through highs and lows too, is sometimes you're going to go through seasons where you're not going to be able to, one person is just have, having this mindset block of not being able to dream with the other person. You just have to be patient, um, in those times. Mm -hmm. But man, when, when, when we got on the same wavelength and got on the same tracks and we were able to just like, we, we go on, like Kayla said, we go on the walk to the beach, um, from our current house, which is like two miles. It takes us, you know, when we were walking, it takes us like 30 minutes or something to get down there and then mm-hmm. come back up. 
we have an hour of like uninterrupted, just conversation and dreaming. And that's all we do. We just like go through the different companies where we want to be, where we want to be with our employees and our culture and our companies, you know, where we see the next five years, our income goals, you know, it's just super fun. We, we just, by the end of it, we're, we're not only super inspired, but we're more connected and, and, you know, cause we're, cause we're on the same track and we feel more connected. We feel more in love. It's yeah, it's awesome. So next one, take risks. However, you say that word. Take risks. 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 We've taken a lot of risk in our marriage. And it's some have paid off, but the others that haven't, it's like trusting and knowing it's coming back to us. Just like the other day, we found out that what what was it? $50,000? Yeah. We invested $50,000 into this oil rig, which is where, like, basically, you fund for them to drill a place that they think is for sure going to hit oil, right? And this thing, they did all the tests. Okay, so we invested in this, like, what was it, two years ago? Yeah. They did all the tests. Like, everything was coming back. Oh, they're going to strike gold here. Like, this is going to... We're going to make millions and millions off of, of this. And so we invested... Like, our advisor actually said, you know, most people are investing like 10000 And we're like, well, hey... If we're striking gold with this baby, like we're putting in 50,000. And we just found out that zero. It's full of water. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's the risk that you take with investing in oil, right? Like you don't know what's down there until you drill a hole and you have to have the money to drill a hole. So, but we, yeah, we did all the tests and, you know, it was, we were expecting like a 20, 30x return, which would have been awesome. And it came back to zero. So we lost <laughs> but, 50,000. And- but no, wait, we didn't lose it. Remember, you helped me with this. Yeah. So it was really cool because I was I was really mad. I was like, what in the heck? We just lost $50,000. First of all, we invested it two years ago. So it was like, it had already been gone for two years. Yeah. Like, what the heck? But this is what I realized. It was like, listen, like that $50,000 went into p- paying for something. It went into paying those employees to drill mm-hmm. and it, it stimulated the economy. It did something. It didn't, it's not like I went and lost it and it's never to be found. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it just stimulated it. Like that's coming back to us. Yep. And it's just like trusting and knowing that like when we take risk like that, it's just like you build up momentum. I mean, obviously you take smart calculated risk. The only reason we invest in that is because seriously, like there's like a bunch of tests you can do in every single one of them. Like, pass with flying colors. Yeah. And so that's why we decided to take the chance. And I remember having the conversation with Chase when we first invested in it two years ago. And he was like, you know what? Like, listen, we have a lot of cash flow. Like this could be a big thing, but we need to write this check. Like basically kind of just knowing like it's out there. Like yeah. it might never come back to us. He's like, are you okay with that? And I was like, sure. Like at that point, my money mindset was like, duh, like, you know? Yeah. So it was just, and it's all going to come back. We put it out there and, and it, you know, well, I think with, with great risk comes great re- reward. And I feel like everything we've invested in, nothing's been small. Yeah. Like it's all been like hundred grand. You got to, you know, like everything's been big and some have come back and been amazing for us. And yeah. then there's been quite a few that have just been the water, like where it's like, okay, <laughs> yep. that was a, that was a loss. But it's not, it's not a loss because we learned, right? So I think take risks because it makes you just realize like it it builds your money mindset, first of all. And what else does it do? Um, I think it, it builds a bond between the two of us too. Like when we're, we're in this together, it's like, okay, 
here, we're writing this check. We are in this together. We're unified in this decision. You know, um, we're aware of the risk. We're aware, aware of the re- reward. We don't have any um, emotional attachment to any of it. And we're just going to jump in with both feet together. And no matter the outcome. And that's kind of like, that's it's just, a, it just builds, builds our relationship, continue to build our relationship. Mm-hmm. So next thing is your partner is your mirror. And I said this lesson because anytime Chase is bugging me, it's because there's something wrong inside of me. It's never him. And most of the time we want to blame the people around us for the way that we're feeling. But we always need to take 100% ownership of how we feel because nobody should ever have that power. Even your spouse should never have that power over you to, to make you feel any type of way. And so anytime, like I catch myself wanting to blame him or anybody, I always go, okay, you know, mirror up and let's see, why is this bothering me? Most of the time it's because I'm feeling unlovable or, you know, I'm not happy with like my performance in my life or I'm not happy with how I am as a mom. It's some, it's always me. And then I want to take it out on you, you know? So I think anytime somebody's bugging you, especially your partner, put the mirror up and say, why, why it's not then literally look at yourself and say, why what's going on inside of me that this is really bothering me. Mm-hmm. Why are you smiling like that? <laughs> Cause you have to put the mirror up a lot with me. oh my gosh well you do you have to put the mirror up a lot with me yeah i did last night when we were eating in and out (laughs) and you're eating all my fries really you're gonna tell people that's how i cheated on my friends i already admitted i cheated so you know hey we're an open book we're an open book (laughs) sometimes we'd get some in and out and just get down on some in and out fries first of all can you tell the story we were at disneyland yeah and we didn't feed the kids in time. I didn't go prepare. We, we ended up going to Disneyland, walking into California Adventure at eight o'clock. Yeah. Because we decided to get season passes at seven o'clock that yeah. night. Like, really? Yeah, but we thought that we were like, we thought we were crushing the Disneyland hack oh, we game. Thought, oh, we thought it was going to be so not busy. We were like, oh, oh. we're going to show up late at night and there's going to be nobody there. And we're going to, we're, we're Disneyland rookies here. We just moved to Southern California. So we're like trying to get on the, like the Disneyland. Well, and I've always SoCal been super train. anti-Disney, but now my kids love, like my kids are like begging. Channing for three weeks has been begging to yeah. go to D-Land. That's what he calls it. We're going to D-Land. <laughs> yeah. We thought we were like crushing the Disneyland hat game by going at no, night. It was literally so packed. It was so crazy. Packed. And what one, it's the summer. So yeah. like that obviously doesn't help. Well, that's why we wanted to go at night because it's so hot during the day. Yeah. Yeah. And then we decided to go to Pirates of the Caribbean at 9 p.m., which if anyone knows Disneyland, 9 p.m. is when the show or the light show and fireworks show is. And it's right there by Pirates of the Caribbean. So there's like thousands and thousands of people piled in and we're trying to get to the ride. It was just a mess. It was a complete mess. It was hilarious. So anyways... That being said, all the, so we wanted to ride the rides, you know, and there we were like, oh, we'll get food later. Cause we expected that the food was just open till midnight. Like Disney is. <laughs> well, that's not the case. Okay. Even the churro stands closed down. <laughs> yeah. So on the way home at midnight, we're like trying to find a place that's open in and out was open. And we totally like didn't do, well, the kids didn't do gluten-free because no. I was like, we have to just get them something to eat. They're starving. We didn't do terrible. We got protein style burgers and just a little, little, little touch of fries. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I didn't order fries. Okay? All right. No. Okay. So 
this is, <laughs> I don't know what lesson this is, but one thing I know about Kayla is that she won't order the fries because mentally she doesn't think that she like has ordered or eaten them, but then she eats all my fries. That is so, so alive. So cause... last night I, I knew that this was going to happen. So I ordered an extra fry because I knew that Kayla didn't order her fries, but I knew that she was trying to eat mine. So I order a fry, but then she ended up eating half mine too. <laughs> I was starving. Like you can't, that's the thing is like the day before we went to Northbury farm and I went prepared. Yeah. I brought my celery and I brought my dates with me. So I was fine. I didn't, I watched you guys eat your pizza and your, all that kind of stuff. I didn't eat pizza. Whatever you ate. Oh yeah. You got a lettuce wrap burger. Yeah. But anyways, I watched Still the kids good. and I was totally fine because I was filled. But yeah. like the fact that I let myself go eight hours without eating was not smart. That's why. Obviously, you need to be prepared. Preparation. So, preparation. All right. I don't know what that lesson was, but that was in we'll we'll call that thirteen. Well, I think we've well, had- that was a part of <laughs> that was a part of actually your partner is your mirror. I yeah. don't know how that came up, but obviously it bothers him. You're my him. mirror when you eat my fries. Yeah, it bothers him that I. Why is that? I don't you feel know. Like you don't have enough. Yeah, you need, feel, you need to step yeah. into the abundance mindset. Yeah, that's definitely. I think that 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 is what it is. It is. It's scarcity mindset. Well, I remember being in high school and like if somebody would take a fry for me or something, like if I was sitting at my table and somebody would take like put their hand in my food, it, those were fighting words. Like I would literally almost get in seriously the, fight because the most of that. ridiculous I know, thing I've ever I know. heard. Because you can always go back and fat, buy more fries. It's a fat kid inside me, I guess. No, it's just you can always go back and buy more fries. But not if you drive away from in and out. Drive your butt back there. Yeah, maybe. Post made it. Whatever you got to do. All right. <laughs> Next one. Welcome change. Oh, yeah. Welcome change. I think the more whatever you resist will persist. We know that. And mm-hmm. just like seasons change, people change. Yep. Right. And they're dreams and their things that they want in their life. And the more that you say, and you just say it out loud, like I welcome change in my life, you know, then you're going to experience less resistance in your life. Anytime you're experiencing resistance, it's just an opportunity for you to grow. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing for us that we welcomed change in our life was this move from Mm -hmm. Bakersfield to Newport beach. It took me years to, to get you to say yes. Yeah, I know. And I was super resistant because I was so afraid of the unknown. I was afraid of um, coming here with no friends, no family, um, you know, afraid of leaving my bubble that Mm -hmm. I wish we would have done it sooner. You know, it's just, and now it's like, you know, we were, I was so afraid to, leave that house, leave the town, all, you know, leave my family and friends and all that stuff. But the awesome thing is I still have those friends, my family. I get to see my family all the time. They come and visit. Like we aren't missing other than like, obviously I'd love to see my family more. Mm -hmm. Um, and we lived next door to my parents. So that was like, you know, that was a big detachment, you know, for us to leave. Um, but it's almost, it's almost brought me and my family closer because now when we do see each other, we know that, you know, it's, it's something special because we don't see each other every every day. So when we talk on the phone or we see each other, it's more quality time spent together. Um, so that's been pretty special to, to go through. So, yeah, but 
now it's change is just something that I actually look forward to because I know that when I do step out of my comfort zone now and I do decide to make changes, I know that one, that, that those changes and those trials of, of change is going to bring so much growth in me. Um, and now it's exciting for me because I'm, it's new things, new growth, all these different challenges that I have to face and learn from. And yeah. Next surround yourself with people that inspire you and are for your marriage. And I think this is really important because, you know, now we're in our thirties and it's more, I mean, you know, it's very common. A lot of people are getting divorces, which there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people are going to get divorces, but when you're hanging out with other couples that all they do is fight, they talk crap about their husband, whatever it is, you're going to find yourself doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It just goes along with every area in your life. Like whatever you want, you have to hang out with people that have what you want. Yeah. You know, so we do spend time with people that are, are like in love with each other. For instance, like our friends, Josh and Sarah, they're obsessed with each other. And at first, when I first met them, I was like, well, that's just because they don't have kids. Right. That was my excuse. But then I found out, no, they really work hard all the time. They take time to go on dates. They journal together. They pray together. They really are intentional about mm-hmm. their relationship. And so it inspired me to do some of the same things with Chase. Yeah. And so, you know, you hear one of the biggest fears that I always had holding me back from success was that I thought that success meant that you had to sacrifice your marriage, sacrifice your family, mm-hmm. because that's the model that, that society says that, Oh, if you, if you work really hard, if you're an entrepreneur, then you're not going to have a good marriage. You're not gonna have a family. You're going to be all alone. All this stuff. That was one of the mindset blocks that I had to get over um, in pursuing success for our family and our life. But one of the things that I really, really have seen with people that have great marriages and great success is that their marriages are successful because they're intentional about, like, like you said, they're intentional about spending time with each other because they know that it's, you know, they have busy lives and because they're intentional and they're not just living life just on a whim, their, their relationships and marriages are closer and more solid because of that, because they're actually making intentional time for each other. So, yeah. I love that. Next one. Celebrate each other's uniqueness. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I think it's where the yin and the yang. Yeah, right. Yeah. And for so long, I wanted it to be yin and yin. Yeah. Which the yin is like very driven and mm-hmm. the yang is like laid back, chill, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but what I found was that I would hate you if you were like me. Yeah. Because you would trigger the heck out of me. You yep. already do trigger me like crazy. Yep. But like, if you were like me, when I hang out with girls that are like me, I have a very hard time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I would never want to date somebody that was like me because I'm, I'm obsessive. I would never want to be with somebody else that was obsessive. You're not like that. Yeah. So when a marriage and relationship is supposed to be complementarian, so in nature, mm-hmm. so our differences complement each other's in a way that sometimes can drive each other tra- crazy, but other times what it's intended to do is to complement each other and to fulfill and fill in the weaknesses that each other has with, you know, each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. So where Kayla's weak, I'm usually stronger in. And where I'm weak, she's usually stronger in. And when when 
we come together and we utilize each other's strengths and weaknesses like they're supposed to be utilized, you know, complementary of each other. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. So, mm-hmm. all right. Now set aside time to have conversations with no judgment. I love that. Yeah. You came up with that rule. Yeah, I did. But I think that's good even in friendships and in business partnerships and in relationships is just go, Hey, here's your, here's your time right now to just say what you need to say to me. And I'm not going to judge anything you say. I'm not yeah. going to take it personal. You just you can say what you need to say. Yeah. And so it's like a safe space. Sometimes we don't want to speak up because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, but it's really important that we speak our truth. Well, and, and you're afraid of what other, what the other person's reaction is going to be to what you say too. Mm-hmm. So like when I, when I am feeling hurt by you or I'm feeling disrespected in some way, I'll save it for our times that we have these conversations of no judgment, because I know that you're coming into that space, allowing me to put those things on the table. And you're, and I know that you're coming to the, the, to the space with no judgment and you're not going to, you know, get offended or bite my head off for speaking my heart and what I'm feeling at that moment. And you feel the same way too. I'm coming to that place with an open mind, an open heart, no judgment. And it's so you're free to speak what is on your heart. I love that. Yeah. Last one. Storms come to clear your path. So for me, this is like, I think back on our marriage and I just think about so many storms. I mean, our first storm was when I think you weren't spending enough time with me or something. I felt like mm-hmm. we were young and I threw yeah, your Xbox. I, was coaching football. I threw your Xbox against the wall. <laughs> like that was a storm. But I mean, we have, we've had so many, I mean, where yeah. it's just like going and laying like, and just being like, there is no way our marriage is going to make it. Yeah. There's no way. And because there were so many things that were just like pointing to, we should just get a divorce. Like it would just be so much easier. And now we see our friends going through a divorce and we're like, that ain't easy. That's way harder. <laughs> yeah. But I think like whenever you're in the moment, even in anything in life, in your business or whatever, what feels like a storm is just a clearing because God will come in and get rid of the things or he'll, he will expose the things that need to be exposed in order for you to change. Yeah. And I truly believe that just like I had to go crazy on you. I had to like give you an ultimatum in order for you to see like, Hey, your bad behavior. Yeah. You know, but then there's been times in me too, where, you know, it's been like, okay, like Kayla, you can't yell like that. Like, I will not talk to you if you're yelling. And like, okay, the first five years. And finally I ca- I caught on, I stopped yelling. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when I start yelling again, now it's like, you just look at me with that face and I'm like, okay, but it's made me a better person because it's helped me with my anger problem. Yeah. When we, you know, we never know what's on the other side of the door, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so, and like, even, even storms, like you said, even storms in business. I mean, we experienced this at the beginning of this year. We opened up a Instagram agency with a partner and ended up the partner was not really who she said she was. We had to get out. We hadn't, we were, we thought, oh my gosh, this is such a big storm, right? Like this is, what are we going to do? We have this new business. We have all these clients. We have this partner who we were trying to get out with from and little did we know that six months down the road, Instagram was going to go through this crazy big algorithm change, getting rid of all the, you know, softwares for, you know, followers. And we all weren't even stuff. using and software. Yeah. We weren't even using software, but, but, but now we see like, oh wow, that all happened for now, because now it's, we, we, we would have had an entire business 
built on a house of cards and what a crash and burned. There's, there's hundreds of software businesses out there that were doing, you know, follow and follow all that kind of stuff that were seven figure businesses that are now zero because Instagram, you know, put the, put the, to the kibosh on all that. Yep. So, you know, and that, that was so hard. I remember just like crying and going, how was I so stupid that I didn't see this? Yeah. You know, it was just, it felt like a storm in it. And I thought, oh my God, she's going to come kill us. Like I just thought all these crazy <laughs> things. Like it, you know, it was scary because yeah. I'd never gone through anything like that before, you yeah. know, like being threatened and all this stuff, like, but ended up where no, I'm so thankful that it happened. Yeah. It's like, thank God. And yeah. it had to happen that way too, because also what I learned from that storm was just like to trust my intuition, you know, yeah. always trust your intuition. Yeah. So you know what? There's been so many other lessons. I think we could go on and on, which yeah. is the whole point of the crafting and chaos show. It's, it's a little chaotic. We're all over the place, but I think that's kind of how our marriage is it's working. <laughs> but one thing I want to share, one thing I want to share is that I do think that me and you treat our marriage like a business. And I think a lot of people look at that, like it's a bad thing mm-hmm. because, um, we're very intentional. Like it's very like, you know, over time, those are the things I have to do. You have to like, basically treat it like a business. You have to make time for each other. Team meeting, we're rallying together. We have to put in the hours. We have to put in the hustle for this to work and not the feelings aren't always going to be there, Yeah, but feelings follow the action. Just like on a sales call, you don't feel like getting on it. But then once you get the sell, you're like, heck yes. Then you have great feelings. Right. But it's so it's, I feel like it's like that in marriage. And I think your parents gave us that advice when we got married. They always said feelings follow the action. So you do the action even when you don't feel like it. Yep. And the thing is too, is anything that you're intentional about is something that you really cherish. And so the fact that, you know, if you cherish your marriage, then you're going to be intentional about setting aside the time, doing the date nights, setting aside the, you know, personal, just one-on-one conversation, all that kind of stuff. If you're going through life and it's just, or, you know, trying to just organically let it happen. A lot of times, if you're a busy entrepreneur, that's not going to. You know, and so we had to figure out like, okay, if our marriage is super important to us and we cherish each other, then we have to treat each other and our marriage the same way we we treat our business, Um, you know, and so we schedule time together and, and this is this, we schedule time together, both, both personally as, as a married couple and we schedule time together as business partners too. We have, you know, scheduled like financial meetings and scheduled dreaming meetings and all this kind of stuff. It's all scheduled. And we also have our scheduled personal, just quality time as a married couple too. But it's only because we're intentional about those things because we care and we cherish about each one of those areas in our life. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys found something really valuable from this episode. If you're not married, if you're not in a relationship, you guys can still use every single one of these lessons to in your life. I mean, for sure. So I'm going to go over them again, take risks, welcome change, surround yourself with people that inspire you and are for your marriage, celebrate each other's uniqueness, set aside time to have conversations with no judgment. Storms come to clear your path, have the tough conversations. Did you say take risks? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to remember. What and the other always ones set had. the expectation, you know? Yeah. So if you're like, okay, I, if I'm having surgery, this is member that one. <laughs> you know? Clearly we need to, we need to remind her on these lessons. And so, eat in and out once in a while. Eat in and out once in a while. It's good for you. Sometimes. <laughs> 
If you love this episode, make sure to share it out there with your friends. We're giving out Mommy Millionaire merchandise right now. If you send out the link to this episode to your friends and you show proof of it by emailing us at info info at mommymillionaire.co. And we're picking one winner a week to get some Mommy Millionaire merch. And Chase has been super like neck deep in new Mommy Millionaire merchandise that'll be launching at Mommy Millionaire Live. I cannot wait to show you guys all the goods that are coming out. And you guys, seriously, it means the world to us that you guys took a 45 minutes out of your time to get on this podcast and commit to your vision of up-leveling your life and going to a whole new level. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Mommy Millionaire Podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to mommymillionaire.co. Make sure to follow Mommy Millionaire on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. And it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review of the show. And as always, ladies, go out there and get what you want.